2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. For the love of Christ constrains us, because we judge thusly that if one died for all, then all have died. And he died for all, so that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. The love of Christ constrains us. And what love is this? It is the love of Christ dying for sinners. It is the love of Christ that would bear the weight and the pain and the shame of our guilt and our condemnation to offer us the opportunity for a forgiven and free life. What is this love? It is the love that stretches beyond our rebellion. It is the love that moves beyond our hard-heartedness. It is a love that overwhelms our guilt. It is a love that rescues us fully and completely. It is a love that sets us free to live a fully human life the way God intended. It is a love that makes us new. A love that pours the very Spirit of God within us so that we might live in immediate intimacy with our Heavenly Father. It is a love like none other. It is a love that makes us whole. It is the love that we've always yearned to know. The love that we have searched diligently to find. And yet, God in his great grace, because of the multitude of his tender mercies, even when we were dead in our sin, his love sent Jesus to make us alive. The love of Christ constrains us, compels us, makes us different. As we come to the table, we are fixated, we are focused on this wondrous love that has set us free. For the love of Christ constrains us, compels us, controls us. This love of Christ is not merely some individualized experience, 
but it is the very love that glues us together as one body, as one family. It is the love of Christ that breaks down the barriers that exist between us and creates family among us. We are family. We are brothers. We are sisters. Some of you are my grandparents. Some of you, I know, it's a little rough, I know. Some of you are my nieces and my nephews. You are my aunts and my uncles. We are family, and we don't treat family poorly, for the love of Christ constrains us. The love of Christ has made us families so that we are united together with a singular passionate purpose, and that is to serve God's glory and live the mission that he's given us. As we come to this table, this table is a celebration of the freedom and the victory that Christ's love has purchased for us. It is a celebration of this wondrous family into which we have been planted and in which we grow. And it is a celebration of the great surrender that we individually and as a family make to serve God's glory in the world. For the love of Christ constrains us. For we judge thusly that if one died for all, then all have died. We have died. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. If one died for all, then all have died. And he died for all, so that those who live should live no longer navel-gazing, serving their own appetites, pursuing their own simple, common pleasures and passions. So that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Here is our life It is a life in service to the king of majesty. Before whom the mountains shake and the demons tremble. Whom we serve. We come to this table. We come 
declaring our commitment, renewing our covenant again. Yes, God, I live for your glory, pursuing passionately your purpose. I live no longer for myself, but I live for him who died for me and rose again. As we come to this table, we come caressing the symbols of Christ's sacrifice, broken bread, a broken body, a filled cup, the shed blood. And as we hold these elements in our hand, we reflect, oh, the love of Christ constrains me. I've been forgiven. Now I live. The love of Christ constrains us no longer to live in lonely isolation. Now, family, together, united for God's glory, serving his mission in this world. The love of Christ constrains us that we who live here and now renew our commitment and covenant again with the one who died for us. Yes, Jesus, I live for you. And so as we gaze upon the sacrifice of Christ and consider his cross, will you feel the weight of his cross upon your back as well? The commitment that we make as followers to follow after Jesus, to take up our cross daily, to give everything to him, to pursue with passion and purpose this wondrous truth that Christ died for sinners. He was raised victorious from the dead. We are forgiven and free, but not free to live any way we please. We're forgiven and free to live for Jesus, to serve God's glory by sharing the good news of his rescuing love with everyone we encounter. For the love of Christ constrains us. For we judge thusly. If one died for all, then all have died. And he died for all, so that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. As we celebrate communion, let us celebrate this wondrous love that has forgiven me, 
that has planted us together as family so that together we might live the mission that he has given us. Would you bow your heads in prayer? Holy God, we gather in your name, brought to this place by the very power of the Spirit of God. May you ignite our hearts as you have broken our hearts. May you ignite our souls with a passion to serve your glory in celebration of the forgiveness that you've given and the life that you've called us to live. Oh God, we thank you that you made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to become sin on our behalf so that we might become your righteousness, the righteousness of God in him. Now melt our hearts and mold our hearts that we might be nourished, that we might be inspired, and that we might be passionate to share your good news with others who do not know you. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. In Luke chapter 22, Jesus met with his disciples, and he said, It is with fervent desire that I have desired to share this Passover meal with you. I believe that Jesus desires with a fervent desire to share this celebration meal with you and with me. And so as you take the bread, think about how Jesus died for you. How he was broken on your behalf. And ask God to break you for his glory. And as you take the cup, consider the shed blood of Jesus poured out for your forgiveness. And reflect on how that you and I must be poured out as a drink offering, a fragrant sacrifice, pleasant unto the Lord. Celebrate and remember.